I've spent two decades of my life developing, cultivating, preserving the skills that allow me to meet patients suffering with GYN cancers, GYN problems of one type or another, to meet them at the bedside and to tend to the needs of their body. And along that journey, I could not deny that the needs of their mind and their spirits spoke just as strongly to me. Find more content from the heart and mind of Dr. Dwayne at drdwaynemd.substack.com. That's D-R-D-W-A-Y-N-E-M-D.substack.com. Come vibe with our tribe. We are tribal by nature. We make war and eventually we learn the medicine of peace. Let's sit now like our mothers at the communal table and our fathers around communal fire, listening for the resonance that turns noise to music. Just as a surgeon orchestrates healing in the body, I invite you to this symphony of the heart and mind. Because after 20 years, this sober cancer surgeon knows this above all, our strongest medicine flows from the heart. Now if you're ready, let's dig deep. Love and Light Tribe. In the last episode, I briefly introduced my contract with Provision. A year ago, I made a deal with Provision. And in these dozen or so episodes... My goal is to make good on that promise. My goal is to embody the doctor of the future, understanding that at its root, the word doctor has nothing to do with death or illness. Doctor comes from the Latin docere, to teach. And in the Middle Ages, the degree of doctor simply conferred the esteemed right to teach and transfer knowledge. So while our oath as medical doctors is focused on first doing no harm, the essence of doctoring is transmitting and preserving wisdom. And that's what I'm here for. That's what Dr. Duane was born for. Thomas Edison believed that the doctor of the future would give no medicines, but would interest his patient in the care of the human frame in diet, in the cause and prevention of disease. Today, yes, the diseases of the body are my focus. I've spent two decades of my life developing, cultivating, preserving the skills that allow me to meet Patients suffering with GYN cancers, GYN problems of one type or another, to meet them at the bedside and to tend to the needs of their body. And along that journey, I could not deny 
that the needs of their mind and their spirits spoke just as strongly to me. I could not deny it because in the course of tending to their needs, my own needs, they were exposed. They were laid bare and I was changed as I sought to change. I was diagnosed as I went about diagnosing. And yes, I was given a prescription as I was writing prescriptions. Thankfully, I learned to take my medicine And I learned to love taking my medicine because at the end of the day, so much of what ails us as individuals and as a species, they are diseases of our own creation. Now, I don't say that in any way, shape, or form to not be compassionate because clearly many and especially most of the cancer patients that I take care of, the diagnoses that they suffer from, they are not of their creating. But the reality is that much of the suffering that we experience as a species, much of the disease that plagues us, and much of the disability, the diagnoses, the illness that we spend so much of our treasure as a nation, as a world economy, treating It's a result of the choices that we make on a daily basis. And so, yes, learning to love, to take your medicine, that's an essential part of the way forward. That's what my life has taught me. And that's why when my sponsor stopped that meeting to say, wait a minute, Isn't this what we're here for? To give to the person that's suffering what this moment uniquely has to deliver to them because they're ready to take the step. And in that moment, he wrote me a prescription which said that sobriety is my number one job. Now, I had to learn how to practice sobriety. And I continue to learn how to practice sobriety. That's why I've been able to be so successful at it. And that's why nearly a decade later, I'm still in recovery. But the point is that whether your diagnosis, whether your disability is some kind of ism or not, It might be diabetes, it might be hypertension, it might be 
obesity. It might be, it might be, it might be. The list goes on and on. For the vast majority of sufferers, those diagnoses are within the power of the sufferer to change. And today more so than ever. Because we have the technology. We have the science of small molecules that allows us to manipulate our chemistry, manipulate our metabolisms, and push our bodies, push our metabolisms, push the enzymes in the direction that allows these diseases to be controlled. Furthermore, we have tools like this podcast and all the myriad of teachers that we have at our disposal, all the information that we have at our disposal to inform our choices. What we lack is the will. What we lack is the honesty and the willingness and the open-mindedness to adhere to a process that will bring transformation. That's what recovery is about. That's what sobriety is about. And all of that is possible because people who wanted to change did the work, recorded the lessons, passed them on to others, knowing that the benefit, oh, it was priceless. And it was worth whatever they had to sacrifice in their life in order to transfer that knowledge to others. And so that is why we're here. That is why I'm here. And if you are here, That is what is possible if you're able to bring those elements of your humanity to this process. We got to get honest. We have to be able to say, this is what it is. And that ain't easy. Oh, but it's so necessary. And we have to have an open mind. Oh, this one is crucial especially for the intellects, especially for the concrete black and white thinkers. The world is this way and no other. That's not the age we live in, my brothers and sisters, my gender fluid others. That's not the world we live in. We live in a quantum world. We live in a world of probability. We live in a world of the power of consciousness. And we live in a world in which the presence is so ripe with possibility that we can no longer allow the ghosts of our past to determine what our futures will look like. The ghosts of our past can and must be transformed into the angels 
of our future. And so together, today, and every day that follows, my divine purpose and intention, and I use that word divine with 100% clarity, intention, and passion, because I know that that's what it is. My divine purpose and intention is to step every day more fully into both of the roles that I'm prepared for as doctor. Doctor is teacher, treating the mind, doctor focused on the body, preventing and treating disease, and doctor of the future, pointing the way for our spirits, saying this is how we must organize around sustainability so that on this planet and beyond, this precious opportunity that we have been given to preserve the beauty of perceiving the cosmos, to preserve the beauty of the consciousness which is uniquely ours as human beings. I believe that there's other consciousness in this world. I believe that everything has consciousness. I do. But the consciousness that we have access to as human beings, that is all that I can speak to. It is beautiful. It is powerful. It is a gift beyond compare. And the hope that it contains and inspires, it is what has driven us forward to this point. That hope is what we must preserve. That hope is what we must cling to and cultivate. Because the future depends on our ability to access that space within us, to go to that pre-verbal umwelt and listen for the words. Listen for the truths. And as we encounter them, be transformed so that the gift that that presence makes possible can be delivered for the benefit of mankind. There really is no other point to it all. And so whatever or wherever it is that you find yourself, whatever gift or passion or purpose that you know is uniquely yours, this is the deep in me 
calling unto the deep in you. I know you hear it. I know you've been listening for it. And now that it's here, you have a choice. You can stand on the edge. You can look out and see the event horizon. You can choose. Stay here in the zone of safety, the zone of what's conventional, this zone of the shroud of what's safe, or step forward and become that which is only possible when you heed the call. Deep calls unto deep. And today, this is your opportunity. Together, we can identify, explore, and embody life-sustaining principles which will carry us into that future. Each of us, however, must first answer this question for themselves. Why are we here? Are we here to build backward-pointing totems to ourselves and to our tribes? Totems which only reinforce old battle lines. Or do we dare to practice presence and by this process transform the wreckage of the past into life-sustaining systems of the future? Do we dare do the work of exercising the ghosts of the past as we channel our higher angels? Will we let this mind be in us? I will live here and now and nowhere else. And in doing so, embody God-likeness as never before. For what is God if God is not infinitely and precisely present? So this is the work. It is so necessary And it is holy. But none but us can do it. Because we are the universe studying, deconstructing, and reimagining herself. I will end with this. One day, this physician had to stop numbing himself. One day, this physician had to stop self-medicating. One day, this physician had to decide to break out of the layers of denial which had become a shroud. It had become a place of stagnation and death. It may have been comfortable initially. It may have been a brief welcome, reprieve 
from the fear of becoming what I was. But that didn't last long enough. What it eventually became was a place of death. What it eventually became was a tomb. And I had to choose to receive the help of my friends. (laughs) Yeah, they came. They helped to roll away all the layers that I'd placed there. They helped to break through. But it was me that had to walk out. It was me that had to say, I will come forth. Throw off those rags that I'd been buried in and walk in the newness of light. I had to take my medicine. (laughs) And eventually along the way, I returned to my right mind. Eventually, I reconnected with the me that was me before I learned my name. And so today, my prescription for you, stop anesthesia. Awake, inner child. You've been sleeping way too long. Find more content from the heart and mind of Dr. Dwayne at drdwaynemd.substack.com. That's d-r-d-w-a-y-n-e-m-d.substack.com. Come vibe with our tribe. Learn the art of speaking from my friend and mentor, award-winning director and producer, Trisha Brooke. Click the link in the show notes to register for the Big Talk Academy, a 12-week intensive from a mentor who's been on thousands of stages. That's Trisha Brooke of the Big Talk Academy.